0: Welcome to Working Dog Radio, broadcasting the bite.
1: This episode of Working Dog Radio is being brought to you by Highland Canine Training, LLC, offering unbeatable police canine training and handler education programs that are science-based, research-driven, and some of the most progressive programs in the industry. Go check them out at www.tacticalpolicecaninetraining.com. That's tactical police, the letter K, the number nine, training.com.
2: I want to take a second to talk about equipment selection for patrol work. One of the most important aspects of teaching and maintaining patrol functions is your equipment. Prop equipment selection and fit makes all the difference in the world when it comes to creating and maintaining patrol and sport dogs. This episode is possible in part with support from Arno at ALM Suits. Because of the importance of this equipment, I use ALM Suits exclusively. I've owned one for about five years and use it almost daily at the kennel and have caught thousands of dogs and tens of thousands of bites. Arno was able to make a great fitting suit for my lanky ass and I couldn't be happier with it. Arno can take your measurements and make you a suit each and everything he does in his shop in Vegas. Between the top-notch materials and the handmade aspect, you're getting some of the best bite equipment in the world from ALM. The suits come in a full range of weights, from training weight to comp weight, which is what I use because I'm not a pussy and you shouldn't be either. He offers some Kevlar inserts to make the thinner suits a little safer and more comfortable, plus they keep your tattoo artist happy. He makes a full range of toys and reward tugs also. Be sure to hit him up at ALMK9Equipment.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, or arno, A-R-N-O, at suits.com. Be sure to use the discount code WDRadio for 10% off your first order tell him you heard it here now go get bit
1: this episode of working dog radio is brought to you by hits training and consulting next year august 13th through the 16th in chicago illinois the number one police canine conference in the world hands down the most amazing instructors there Way do you see the vendor show if you thought last year was big you haven't seen anything there's going to be vendors from every facet of the canine industry giveaways everything you can think of great times during the day, great times at night, Ted and I will be there, Working Dog Radio booth, going to have a good time, HITS 2019, don't wait, register now, HITSK9.net.
2: TruescentK9.com, that's the letter K, the number 9, truecentk 9com actual explosive odors suspended in silica, not a pseudo, hit them up, truecent 9com
1: Hey guys, Eric here. I want to take a second to talk to you about one of our newest sponsors that is Ray Allen. You know, I worked at a police department. One thing that police administrators like is they like to do one purchase order for all your stuff. They like to go to one place to get everything they can. RayAllen.com is that place for canine. They have everything from heat alarms to muzzles... First aid, harnesses, bowls, all the way down to the smallest little thing. Kennels, kennel supplies, everything you could need for kennels, even kennel flooring they have in there. RayAllen.com, right there in Colorado Springs, man. American-made, 70 years they've been in business. 70 years supplying canine units sport guys, Joe Schmo, regular guys like me now, you know, I'm retired. I need a place to go get my stuff, RayAllen.com. Here's the best part is they're giving us a discount code, Working Dog Radio. Put it in checkout, get 10% off your order, RayAllen.com, R-A-Y-A-L-L-E-N.com.
2: All right, that's Ted from Tulsa. This is Working Dog Radio Broadcasting the Bite. We are back with another episode tonight. I am in Tulsa and with me as always is Eric from Ohio. Eric, what's going on?
1: All kinds of stuff, man. Here's something really weird. So a couple of weeks ago, I get a message from the fraud department of my bank. Did you do this transaction? I'm like, holy shit. So I jump online and I look. In the, in the 15 minutes prior to that, four transactions go through my bank getting me for about five grand right four different things so their fraud picked it up my my i'm assuming my card got cloned at the gas station or someplace and three of the places are like a medical or three different kind of medical supply places. it's very strange like i'm kind of dumbfounded and it's taken them a little it's been a pain in the ass you know they canceled my debit card and then you know issued a new one which took 10 days to get to me. They send it to me without a pin number. So that's gonna be another 10 days before I get that. Today, the, the money finally all got put back into my bank account. But here's the weird part, man. Just about two an hour and a half ago, FedEx drops off a package at my house, small little package. It's from the company that the purchase was made from, the biggest one, it was like 2,300 bucks. And uh, it's a small little box. And in it is this box from the Cleveland Clinic. And it says brain something update, <laughs> what? And, you, and you, dude, it's got my name and address, shipping address, and everything on it. And it inside the the box from the Cleveland Clinic, it's a USB uh, thumb drive. I ah, there's no fucking way I'm plugging that into anything, <laughs> dude. <laughs> dude, it's weird, man. I I don't know what the hell's going on. And the it's funny because it says, it says brain brain update on it or mental update or something from two thousand seventeen. Pass. I'm like, this is weird. Yeah, dude. I, nope. I'm super confused. So tomorrow i get i'm gonna do some calling around and find out what the hell i researched the company and everything and then i can't figure out what it is Ugh, that's creepy so other than that just plugging away with pets and working dogs i got um some troopers dog handlers coming out to the place tomorrow to do some work for about half a day that should be pretty fun it's freezing cold here it's like 29 degrees and it's freezing rain it's a mess oh it was 60 here
2: why, how the you're yeah. in
1: Oklahoma, I don't get I don't
2: it, know. dude. I don't know when I was coming back last week from your place. I drove through sleet and rain and then sunshine. And I went from I went through like three climate zones on the way back from Indiana or from Ohio in one day. It was terrible. I wish My it was a just... blessing because like right now, I mean, I've got I'm, I'm on a break where uh, we got a week where we're not doing. We don't have any handlers here. I'll put it that way. And uh, next week I have five handler courses starting. So that are going to run through uh, right through the beginning of January because all the holidays. So um, multiple states too, which should be fucking fun because some have state certs, some don't. So And the state certs are different than the national, so I'm like, great. So now when I have these dudes in class, I'm like, okay, well, you listen to what I'm about to say now, and you don't listen to me. And then when I talk to this guy, I'm like, okay, the rest of you don't listen to me, and this guy has to listen to me. So, Hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's always fun.
1: Talk real quick about what you were wearing online today.
2: Oh, yeah, so... Uh, everybody probably saw the shirts, um, either on IG or Facebook or, or wherever. Uh, we have the new Patreon shirts out. The, uh, <laughs> the, the first one is don't, at some, one of, actually I take that back. One of the handlers was at the kennel sh- today, but you know, the first thing I said to him was like, rule number one. He was like, don't put your hand anywhere you can put your dick. And I'm like, Exactly. Which, we Mm -hmm. finally put it on a t-shirt with some custom tattoo art, which is pretty rad. And then uh, from an episode that we interviewed uh, somebody else earlier about some uh, odor simulant, uh, we had a catchphrase that didn't make it into the episode, but needed to make it on a shirt anyway. So... (laughs) It is, Mm -hmm. yeah, you won't blow your dick off, which we said about a hundred times and had to be edited out of the podcast, which is great. And some people heard it and some people didn't, um, it didn't make it into the episode, but so both of those shirts are up on the Patreon. They'll be up for 10, 12 days, uh, at a discount for the Patreon members, patreon.com search working dog radio and then um it's substantially different now general population will be able to get them probably probably about 15th of december so
1: nice we got plenty. We got about a
2: hundred and something of each, so
1: it's uh, cool. should be good. Yeah. My wife just handed me a cocktail. I had her make me a cocktail for this episode, and uh, <laughs> I think it's pure um, cough medicine. Gross. It's pretty. It's pretty bad.
2: Well, so tonight, this first episode, or this episode is we have some new sponsors coming on. One is Rayon, and the other one is Hits, uh, which we went to last year, and I went to the year before, and that was in San San Francisco. But the year before that, I was Dallas, which was awesome. And uh, we have one of the guys that runs Hits, and who is still an active of Jeff Barrett. Jeff, how are you?
0: Hey guys, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me on the show.
2: Oh, it's going to be awesome, yeah. So um, why don't you give us a little bit of your background? You've been handling dogs since um, you guys used camels or whatever back in the day before there were dogs. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <I> was, <laughs> like... My first dog's name was Dino, and uh, he was a dinosaur. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't even yeah, exactly. Yeah, bad, He's badge so number one, to... like, forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been doing the same job for over 30 years, man. I didn't want to get promoted because you get promoted, you get out and this is all I ever wanted to do. So still slick sleeve, just working dogs. It's mm-hmm. the only place for me. Can't really work with people too well, so they put me with the dogs. You know, you've heard that one before, but I got in in 1988 and I've uh, been serving ever since. I've had 10 dogs in that time. And the change is just in the 30 years that I've been training dogs is just crazy. Even from picking dogs. We would put ads in the paper and say, hey, the unit's down a dog. We need a dog. Anybody want to get rid of their pet? And we would go into people's backyards and test dogs. Even if we challenged them and they didn't run away, that was a prospect. If they look at you, you know, (laughs) you you start dancing around and challenging the dog, and he just stands there and looks at you like, what's this dude doing? We're like, hey, this is workable. Now, if he tucked his tail and took off, yeah, we would just forget that one. But that was, you know, just part of the deal. That's the way it was. Then we started buying dogs. It has evolved so much, and not just in the way we choose the dogs but the breeding and everything else is pretty cool so it's been a lot of changes in 30 years but I've been pretty fortunate and Farmer let me stay in and that's kind of a rare thing too because a lot of agencies like to play around with that one dog or two dog out thing and uh, you start losing the base of knowledge when you do that. You know, your core knowledge just goes away with the guys and you start having to rely on what little bit you pick up here and there. And it just keeps disappearing. But, uh, you know, fortunately, we've had a few people go up the chain that's been in canine they recognize the value of having guys stay in the unit that want it to stay and want it to continue to be productive. Now, if you think you're finding a little hole to hide in, they get rid of you because the dog would tell on, you know, performances. You don't get nothing out of it no more out of it than you put into it. So the performance tells on you every time. If you're not working the dog, not training the dog,
1: tells on you every time. Now in my unit, if you got promoted to sergeant, you were out of canine. Is that the way you guys run it?
0: Yep, that's the way they, and if you get lucky, uh, you get back in. For years, we didn't have one. When I got in, our sergeant was a, a canine handler at one time. He got out, uh, but still ran the unit and ran a couple other units. But really, we didn't have a canine sergeant that ran the unit. And for some time, we had uh, just a a non-working sergeant that was just a paper pusher, really. Didn't understand dogs, but we've changed that too. So we've had the opportunity to get the sergeant back in. That's a, a former handler, and now he works the dogs. So it's a, a huge benefit to have somebody Yeah, in what's going
2: I'm going to mention something right now, and one of my handlers, I'm not going to mention his last name or where he's from, but Troy, this is, they're talking to you. So, and <laughs> they're, they're talking to your boss. So, yeah. <laughs> attention. <laughs>
0: uh, we're even having a, a class this year put on by my sergeant, uh, Supervising a canine unit and the two hour block that's going to be at HIT is for the guys that have never been a canine handler who are now facing the challenges of being a, a supervisor over a unit that they know very little about. And it, I mean, the two hours just <laughs> touches some of the highlights. You know, you could do three or four days on this stuff to kind of oh, educate yeah. the guys who don't know anything. But uh, I see that more probably in my travels across the country than I do guys that have had canine experience. You know they just kind of look at them as like fleet cars we have crown victorias or whatever the new style is and everybody's the same so they can be supervised the same just like the cars can be driven the same and it's
2: not no, absolutely. It's not even close we do uh we actually do an admin course here at at Torchlight, and like i'll have guys come in that go through my police training course or i'll have guys that are sergeants or captains or whoever come in and they'll be with me for three days And they don't even see a dog when they're here, like at all. I mean, it's literally PowerPoints and paperwork and all the shit that nobody wants to deal with. And it's all super important. And it's funny because when we were in D.C. this year, uh, at HITS, um, we had man, Eric and I both and, and Alicia we had several people come up to us that were like in a supervisor position and there was a dude from Georgia and I, and I can't remember where the hell he was from and he'll hear this and I'm sure he'll send me an email but um, he was like, man, he's like, you know, I've never handled a dog before, I got put in I got put in the position of supervisor and I had no idea what I was doing and one of my handlers turned me on to your podcast or to this show or to the podcast, whatever we're doing here and he was like, you know, it's helped immensely because I've reached out to people, I've contacted people, you know, I even think he contacted Aaron from Ridside because he's over on that side of the country. So and then we've actually interviewed a guy on here that was never in canine, never wanted to be in canine, didn't want to supervise the unit. And they basically threw it in his lap and were like, here you go. And, you know, because he's a good cop and he's motivated, he turned the unit around. And it was a good story. Uh, it was Frank, you know, from mm-hmm. California, but great story. And, you know, those guys are a, a great unit now and everything else. So everybody focuses on the dogs a lot of time time and you know eric i'm sure has fucking piles of stories about how it's not just about the dogs it's about you know the entire deal whether from policy procedure through supervisors through training through how brass center uh the upper management interacts with those guys down the line and everything else in in combined and that's what uh, i think a lot of those thing a lot of people miss a lot of times and it's one of those deals that you're talking about it hits that's one of the Classes that covers that, or that talks about that at 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 length, for sure.
0: Yeah, that's the the important part that uh, people miss is the the little details that get you in trouble. And you know, nothing bad happens until something bad happens. And what that really means is everything's gonna just rock on steady you're going to do your thing and you don't know anything about canine you're just pushing papers and then the next thing you know you got a lawsuit on your hands and you're scrambling for somebody to come figure things out for you and they're not really hanging their hat on one thing but they just keep knocking little bricks out of the wall in the courtroom making you look bad you know have you ever handled a dog? no what's your background in supervising dogs Well, this is it. So when you watch training, do you really understand what you're looking at? It's hard questions to answer if you've never worked a dog. And so they just make you look like you're not running the unit properly. right when they got some we have nine and uh our our chief loves the dogs and he says that we're dog heavy and we really are Mm. i mean our our department is about 250 cops and we have nine dogs and uh i was out in texas the other day and there was an agency that i was working with they got about the same amount of people 250 or so and they only have like three dogs so Mm. we're pretty fortunate And we keep them very busy. I mean, every dog in our, uh, every dog, every agency in our county um, has a unit and uh, some are just one dog, but uh, just in our county, we have so many dogs and they they get good use. And so there's a lot of support in my area. But if you don't have the administrative backing, it's, it's a doomed program because they don't understand the needs and there's nobody there to to be the advocate. You know, if the sergeant's just a paper pusher, you're going to have problems.
1: So I think yeah, that's I one always a- say that it's 2018, I say it's 2018, there's no one, and I mean no one in law enforcement that can tell me they don't understand the value of a dog. The ones who do, who say that, are lying, flat out lying. So when you have to convince a sheriff or a chief the value of a canine program because they don't have one, and you're going to try to talk them into it. Oh, it's 2008. Everyone knows. Everybody knows the value of the dogs. So it's yeah. just it's just an, a person with an idiotic opinion who probably was a supervisor or probably got hired in the era of the late 80s, early 90s. Those guys that just they, – they talk the liability crap all the time, and they act like they just – you have never heard of the value of canine. And it's, it's bull crap. That's why I tell guys, if you go to an agency without a canine program, don't expect that you're going to start well, I mean, one.
2: Take me, for example. Here. I live in one of the 50 largest, or well, I live in one of the 50 most populated counties in the country. The county I live in um, is one of the largest in the country in terms of like size and population, or well not size, but just population. And our county sheriff's department does not and has not had a canine program for a decade.
0: You know what happens is somebody gets killed in a building search because they could have used a dog and didn't have one. And I think that starts to open the eyes of the administrators when they start getting public pressure on. So it takes something bad to happen before things change sometimes. I mean, it's hard for me to imagine around here that guys are searching buildings, uh, legit burglaries or, you know, going after people without the use of the dog. But it happens in the country all the time.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day. I mean, like, take my city, for example, so our county doesn't, but my city has a very, very, very mature, well-developed, large canine unit, and they are uber-professional, super well-trained, super well-funded, super well-supported, and they, my city does a fucking badass job. The county, we've had a problem recently, not recently, but just in general with the old sheriff getting indicted for some shady shit which they but it is what it is uh the new sheriff came from the city and understands the value of canine uh, from what i can tell and you know i mean it's kind of a budgeting issue with those guys and like i get it i really do but they don't they're and this is what i do know too is that my county constantly calls for Uh, service from smaller cities within the county for canine either with my large city or with smaller cities within some of which I have dogs on and I'm like why don't you guys just get your own fucking dogs and you know they're just kind of like fact is it's just not a priority for the sheriff's department which is a shame and because you know I know so many deputies on my county that are like we need dogs I'm like I know I I mean it's not my sale I I mean it's not my call I mean uh, clearly yeah, I mean, I mean, at this at this point in time, it, you know, it's like Eric said, it's 2018. If we got to sell like the the usage of these dogs and and like the benefit, we're, we're a little bit. And
0: dying. it's such a public relationship, a public relations tool too. You know, our chief, when he does speeches in public, two things he talks about is how great the canine team is and how they've done in competition and how the SWAT team's done. You know, those are his two big selling points. And, but you could have a public announcement that the canine unit's going to be. Uh, downtown on friday night doing demos and the SWAT team's going to be on the other side of the, the park doing the same thing. The SWAT team won't, won't have anybody over there. Everybody wants to see the dogs. Everybody loves the end. it's something that the department can use as a PR tool on a daily basis, at least a weekly basis to push it. And there's so many programs out there. You know, if you if you're saying it's a budgetary problem, man, there's money out there. You just got to know where to find it. And and one of the things that we bring to hits is a 2-hour class on, you know, um mm-hmm. How to set up the it, the 5013c uh, to get money for a program there's tons of them out there yeah, we
1: uh, I was the head trainer of of, of uh, one called the police canine Association we I took over as the head trainer of my unit in 2010 I, I just retired a few weeks ago i haven't I hadn't asked for a piece of gear since 2011 nothing that yeah that's power that's where yeah. that takes all the money argument out of their hands. We, we buy our dogs for anywhere
0: from nine to ten thousand dollars and nothing's come out of our budget in the last half dozen dogs that we've bought it's all been money that our citizens police academy alumni has generated for us they'll do little uh calendars with the guys pictures in them they'll do t-shirts they'll do the little stuffed dogs from like hero bears Industries or whatever it's called and Sell those things just to generate money. They'll have big barbecues. They're buying our dogs for us. All the time, so there's money out there. I mean, you got Walmart that'll give you money, uh, firehouse subs, you name it. They're out there, but uh, it just takes somebody that's willing to go out uh, an administration that'll that back that and it's willing to mm-hmm. to work a program, even you know if it's costing them a little bit of money. So, but those are some of the things that you're going to learn in some of the classes. It hits is
1: how to set that up. So, in a nine dog unit, do you guys have a dedicated trainer, or how do how do you work that?
0: Our our state has a. Um, a I think it's maybe a week or two-week certification to, to be a trainer, so it just gives you the title, really. I mean, you have to have years of experience, obviously, to train dogs. But all of our guys are, have gone through that school, so we kind of have the title. But uh, I'm the designated trainer, obviously, uh, the senior trainer. But we all pretty much share in that. We've got some guys that, with just a few years of experience, and then uh, I've been in for one or two years myself, and uh, a couple of guys have been on 16, 17 years. My sergeant's a trainer. I trained him in 06, and uh, I got to brag on the guy. I'm telling you, of the hundreds and hundreds of dog teams and handlers that I've worked with. You know, you try to explain a, a technique to them and how it's going to work and what the next step is if the dog doesn't respond or if he does respond and what your next step would be. It's like a chess game and you try to explain it. And you see those guys, you know, they nodding their heads. I like, go, oh, I got it. Yep. And then they screw it up. You know, it's like dancing with two left feet. But I'm telling you, my sergeant was one of those guys that could – Picture what you're saying, remember it, and apply it so quick. And he could take a crumb of information and develop a whole pie out of it. He's just one of those guys that once he sees the technique, understands the theory behind it, he's one of the best dog trainers that I've had the privilege of actually training from the ground up. So I know the unit's going to be in good hands when I leave this place. Yeah, I'm the lead trainer, but we pass everything off, you know, because it's so easy to sit on your trunk and wait for the, the sergeant or the, the trainer to set everything up and then you go run your dog on training day. But we force them to use their brains and to come up with, hey, this is your night to come up with scenarios and what are you going to do? And I want you to run it past me to make sure you're not screwing this up, but uh, they're pretty good at it.
1: So, and that's how you pass on the information. So being the lead trainer, still working in dogs, that mean your dog is the worst trained dog? <laughs> They're always the
0: worst (laughs) because we don't have time. You know, it's almost exactly like that. And I tell the guys, I was like, you know, I could be a whole lot better. I'm just lazy these days. You know, I want to do like (laughs) enough to be good, just not enough to be great and better than my guys. And it disappoints me, but I'm like, I got to be honest, man. I got a year left in this job. And. I mean, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to work hard. And the little dog I got now, he's a retread, only because the the chief's like, I spent so much money on this dog, and you're saying he's failing to engage. And I was like, man, I'm beating my head against the wall because I'm running training scenarios that look like real life, and the handler's telling me, listen, the dog's flat. He won't engage. he, He can't get him up in the real deal. So I was like, okay. So tell me exactly what he was doing so I can try to duplicate it because I want to see it. In every scenario, he looked like a million bucks. So I was like, golly, this is this is crazy. Well, it wound up that my dog went down. and I was like, listen, give me the dog. I, I don't want another dog because I'm going to be out of here in 18 months. And then if you're not going to buy a dog and get rid of this one, give me the, the broken one and I'll try to rehab it. And I'll see if it'll bite. And so i been with the dog for six months or so and i got my first bite last month so or the first of this month so i was excited about
2: that perfect all right we're gonna take a break for just a second make sure this thing stays on the air we'll be back just a little bit with jeff barrett
1: eric here like many trainers ted and i go through toys with the hard super chewer dogs we typically have in our kennel so we need toys designed to withstand the grueling reality of high drive working dogs that's where usa canine dog toys excel their toys are made from an extremely durable rubber compound they have reward toys as well as food dispenser toys all made to last and are very affordable all the toys are military themed go to the website www.usa-canine.com check out the grenade shaped toys they got the cherry bomb they got a lot of other great things over there military themed toys here's the best part a portion of all USA canine proceeds go to support military working dogs and other veterans organizations and that's freaking badass. www.usa-canine.com Use the promo code K9PRO or check them out on Instagram at USA 9 Dog Toys.
2: Let me take a second and talk to the explosive handlers here. Everybody knows that HME is a huge problem now. And the problem with training on it is that it's extremely dangerous. And a lot of times you guys only get access to it a couple of times a year, which is not enough. Nobody wants to handle TATP or HMTD. So, enter True k 9 that's true the letter K, the number nine.com. They manufacture an actual odor, not a pseudo. It's an actual explosive odor suspended in silica. So they do TATP, HMTD, RDX, TNT, PETN, ammonium nitrate, potassium chlorate, and they do a distractor odor too so that you can proof the dogs off of the training aids. But it's actual explosive odor suspended in silica. It's safe to handle. You're not going to blow yourself up. You're not going to endanger anyone else. And the dogs, through verified testing that TruScent has done, will alert on both the training aids and then actual HME odor down the line through training. So hit them up, TruScentCanine.com. That's the letter K, the number nine, canine.com. Since 1987,
1: Bill Heiser and Southern Coast Canine have been providing better training better service, and better dogs. Bill personally hand-selects every dog in Europe to ensure that the quality is always up to his standards. Every employee at Southern Coast Canine is charged with being a guardian of their values. Those values guide both their business and personal relationship. They believe that their dedication to the fundamental tenets of honesty, integrity, and fair business dealings ensure a legacy of success. So when you or your canine unit is looking for that dog, the one that will perform at the highest level, be. to give a Southern Coast canine a call at 877-903-DOGS. That's 877-903-3647. Let them know that Eric and Ted from Working Dog Radio sent you.
2: Hey everybody, it's Ted. This next sponsor probably doesn't really need an introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. We're super excited to have Ray Allen Manufacturing on board here at Working Dog Radio. They've been around for 70 years and are located in Colorado Springs. Everything is made here in the United States. They've got a team of 35 dedicated people whose sole job it is to provide great customer service and quality stuff. They have 133 years of combined manufacturing experience, and they have some of the best equipment hands down in the canine industry. One things administrators love to do is write one check to a place. You can go there as a canine unit or as a simple, just as a canine trainer. And they have pretty much everything you need except for the car and the dog. Outside of that, they got it. However, if you go and you mention Working Dog Radio, just spell it out with no spaces, you get 10% off your next order. The easiest place to use that discount code is on their website, rayallen.com. That's Allen with two L's, R-A-Y-A-L-L-E-N.com. Hit them up. All right, we are back with Jeff Barrett. So, give us a little bit of the background on how HIT started.
0: Yeah, so, like I said, where your career is going to take you. And uh, Andy and I were working a lot on uh, some uh, court decisions on drug cases here in Florida. And we wanted to put on a seminar. Uh, We already had a little company going, and we were teaching just tons of drug dog stuff. And uh, Andy got the idea to uh, to do a little seminar and have a few different classes about uh, drug training techniques for the dog. And so we found a hotel in Orlando and we put 150 people in the seats and so we we're like, wow man, that's pretty cool that we we're able to do that. We got some trainers from SeaWorld, some old how they train the dogs. So we had a lot of work for it. I think we had maybe five vendors at it. And we did the same thing at the same place following year. And uh, put another hundred and fifty people in. And about that time uh, Jeff Meyer was coming up with the police canine magazine and he came down and got a little booth to promote it we started talking about what we could do with this type of seminar and we realized that there's so many more aspects to dog training that people would be interested in not just the drug yeah. dog side of it so we developed uh, the hits handler instruction training seminar and we kind of Dovetailed it in behind uh, a new company called Police Canine Magazine Training and Consulting just so that we could play off branding of the, the magazine. And uh, it started to grow from there. So we did it in Orlando the first year. Thought, well, we'll just move it around the country so that other people from uh, east and west can get the opportunity to come. And uh, I think from those five vendors, we've grown to having 100 this uh, next year in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. The McCormick Place is the largest conference center in North America. I've never been there, but I can only imagine how huge that can be. I've been to some of the conference uh, places where they've had shot shows, and I thought those places were enormous. So so that's where we're at. We're up to five classrooms. I think we started off with three, and we did a couple of days. training and now we've extended it. The, the dates are August thirteenth through the sixteenth. So that's really a four day but we take the first day just to get everybody registered. So if you can imagine the, the chaos of everybody coming in and if, if classes started at eight o'clock in the morning and saying, Hey, I'm here for classes and trying to get registered. So we take a whole day to get everybody checked in on that first day. But there was a few years there and we are always trying to come up with ideas of ways to support the vendors and also make it interesting and attractive to the people that were coming to learn. So we came up with a vendor day and what we were thinking was we would bus people out and we did this for a few years but it, it was so so much labor involved with uh, the vendors that the uh, the program just didn't take off like we wanted to but we had success with it when we did do it. I think we did it for three or four years but we would have a location off site and uh, we would bus folks out on vendor day which is in the middle of the conference and uh, feed everybody and then the vendors would bring their dogs to bring their bring their equipment, and they would demo everything that they had. We had a vendor once that brought 12 dogs to the show and sold every single one of them, so that made him pretty happy. And the rest of them were pretty impressed with that as well, but the attendees enjoyed seeing that stuff, but like I said, can you imagine trying to take care of 12 dogs at the hotel and have somebody break them all the time? Logistically, it was a nightmare for them, yeah, but the, the concept uh, was there and we're always changing based on what the guys want to hear about. So we've had classes that uh, people have recommended, and I, we don't get to see or hear as many new instructors as time goes on as some. Of the other people, so we have a lots of con- a lot of contacts that uh, people go to different training seminars and hear good speakers that know what they're talking about. So uh, we solicit those ideas and what they want to learn about. This year we're going to have more corrections classes. There's a lot of dogs that work in the prisons and the new jails, and these guys want to hear. Uh, you know, some guys instruct on how they're deploying, how they're training. So that's one of the, the new things that we're going to add. We've had them before, but we've got some new speakers that's going to do it in uh, 2019 as well. But just about everything you can imagine, uh, it's going to be a topic. Everything from healthcare to building and area searches this year. So
2: yeah, and that, that's one of the deals. Like you guys move it around. I mean, so it was in Dallas, then San Francisco. I mean, just recently. So Dallas, yeah. then San Francisco, then Washington D.C., now Chicago. So you guys not only wrote kind of like your area-ish of the country so you're between like you know six and eight-ish hours from anywhere one point from that region of the country and then you guys rotate the instructors too so you'll have an instructor one year and they'll skip a year and they'll come back and do something very similar the same thing they taught the year before two years prior in a different location so that if you do happen to go or get lucky enough to go to two hits in a row you should see a change you should see different instructors that's what i'm
0: Yeah, we have over the course of three days, there's 60 classes that go on. Now, those aren't necessarily 60 different classes because some of the most popular uh, speakers will schedule in a couple of times so that if there's a conflict and you want to see two people who are teaching at the same time, right. you'll still be able to see them both at a different time. So we do duplicate some of the classes just for the benefit of the folks that want to see them, but uh, we're always trying to come up with you know new ideas. We want to have new instructors that uh, and we don't just have them for the sake of having them. Uh, the thing that I hate most is somebody getting up there and trying to do an infomercial for two hours because that's not what these folks paid to come see. Paid to listen to somebody teach them something, not to say, hey, come to my place and we'll teach you all about this stuff. So we avoid those types of instructors. And, uh, you know, if it's something so off the wall that, that I can't even buy into the concept, I won't have them either. So um <laughs> <laughs> I, and I've seen a lot of things out there, and I've tried a lot of techniques myself. And uh, it, it's just about putting tools in your tool bag. You know, it may not work for you, but if you can remember uh, that it obviously worked for somebody, maybe it'll work uh, as you teach along you pass it along. But uh, there's some guys out there with some really crazy ideas that, that we just won't have at HITS. But And, and the other thing is, is we keep it law enforcement related so that we're not just having somebody say, hey, I really like the police, and I'd like to hear what the police have to train their dogs on, so I'm going to come sit in their classroom. We'll make exceptions for uh, folks that are oriented towards the law enforcement community, say somebody that's a, that owns a training business that sells police dogs to police Agencies, we will allow those folks to come. So if it's, like I said, we we try to limit who comes and who gets the training because some of this stuff can be law enforcement sensitive and I just don't want everybody there.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, for Right. I mean, those of you who have never been to it, like so this past year, Ted and I were there. It was like second time having a working dog radio booth anywhere. And the uh, turnout there was amazing. And Vendor Show, it's next level. There's nothing that even compares to it. It's like the biggest, easily the biggest, the giveaways at the end of the Thing are in, insane. Um, oh, tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment that's being given out, and it costs you absolutely
0: nothing. Um, When you're registered, you're registered to be a winner at raffle night. And we have so much to give away that if we were to do it just on raffle night, we'd be there till 2 o'clock in the morning giving stuff away. So we limit raffle night to just a couple of hours. And so those are some of the big prizes. At every break throughout training, uh, we'll give you, you know, say the 10 10 o'clock a.m. break and the 2 o'clock afternoon break. We're going to give you a little bit of an appetizer type of uh, food in the vendor hall to bring in. And then we have big screen TVs with all the winners. So there'll be a whole 55-inch TV screen full of winners. And you go to the booth, your name appears by and pick up your prize. And we're giving away everything from cash money to body suits to you name it. The vendors are there and they're Pushing their wares and they're giving this stuff away, man. So there's a lot of stuff that uh, people walk away with, and they're excited to get it too. I did a 50/50 this year to help a guy who lost everything in the fires in California. That was crazy. 2,500 bucks or something, and the guy that won it gave it back, and so we wound up cutting a check for over five grand to that guy, which was really exciting. We did that in Dallas as well when the cops got killed over there. Gave it to their foundation. That was like 3,700 bucks or something. So it's a lot of money. So say it's a lot of money it's, it's a lot of money to us. poor cop. yeah where in
1: chicago is it next year what, what hotel
0: yeah it's gonna be the mccormick place and so i think there's a hotel connected to that mm-hmm. and so the McCormick Place is, I want to say it's a dedicated conference hall. That's how big it is. It's, but the hotel is, like, right
1: on the prop. So mm-hmm.
0: all that stuff's on our website.
1: Yeah, it's been a few years yeah. since I've been to uh, Chicago. I really like it there. Chicago in August yeah. is pretty good, man.
0: Yeah, that, that area of Chicago is, is a really nice place. And we try to pick the cities where the guys can walk to get something to eat. They can walk to have uh, a dinner at night. They can shop. They can drink. And they don't have to go very far from the hotel. So we don't try to make it out on an island where they have to stay at the hotel, nothing's going on. So we we understand that they want to get the training, but they're there also after 5 o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) to have a good time.
1: So, yeah, if you, but, and if you can't have a good time and get yeah. enough to eat in, in Chicago, that's your fault. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, Andy and I, we, Andy and I had a a couple hours while we were driving around at a hits uh, before the show got started a couple of years back, and we were just thinking back on how this whole thing got started and how it's changed the way canine handlers receive their training. You know, before we started this conference, it was unheard of, uh, and there was nothing like it. That we always considered training and education for canine handlers to be hands-on classes, and that's the only way we ever got it. We never conceived of the idea that people would be interested in using a conference as a means of getting education for canine because, you know, typically we have a dog, dog leash in our hands, but we've changed that whole outlook, and we've just been honored to have that opportunity to be a part of that change over the years.
1: Yeah, it's, and I know you get. we talked to Ted uh, Doss one time, and he told us you guys have a philosophy percentage-wise of new classes and new instruction each year, so it's not just the same guys teaching the same exact class each and every single year.
0: Yeah, that's, that's important to keep it moving, and we have so many contacts that the, the input that we get from these guys, and we'll have some of our staff sit in on the classes that HITS to listen and see, if, see what is being taught is the philosophies that we want and if it's something that everybody seems to, to be interested in, but we always have the surveys, too. We're going to change some of that as time goes on where uh, you'll be able to do the survey through a program like, what is it, SurveyMonkey or something? And uh, that'll allow everybody to give us more input because we probably only get maximum of 10% response back when we send out our surveys. But even, you know, you're talking 1,100 student base that's coming, that's still a pretty good percentage of people that's giving you ideas. And so, but there's always the guys that are coming up with... You know, through the ranks that are learning that are educational and they're bringing those classes that we want to hear and I know that everybody else does because I'm a handler and if I want to hear it and and learn from it I want them at HITS as well so uh, we're always looking for those new guys and it's important to keep that change going because we do have a, a solid base of guys that follow us you know I see the registrations every time they come in I look at every single one of them I see the same guys year after year there'll be a handful that are just dedicated and come no matter where we're at
1: they're going to be there. Well, that'll be Ted and I for
0: quite a
2: while.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. I, I think you guys are going to be a, a huge hit there at HITS. No yeah, so
2: so, Right. right. Uh, well, of course not. For everybody, everybody listening, it's HITSK9.net, uh, which is where the registration's at, uh, where all the hotel information is. And I don't remember when the cutoff date is, but at some point you guys, I mean, you get a discount right now for signing up. And then, after what's well, like 30 days beforehand or something, the price goes up.
1: I think it's July 1st something
2: like that okay there you go yeah it's we know
1: cops are always last minute
2: all right they're always taking
1: the last second to but but what they got to understand is in Chicago hotel rooms are a premium and don't waste it don't wait do not wait to sign up you'll be staying 20 minutes away
0: yeah we do our best to block off enough rooms for everybody without going too far over our budget because we're responsible for those rooms unfortunately we've always been good about that but once that fills up sometimes we don't always get the opportunity to sign another block room contract with them at the same rate. So it it winds up being us rushing down to the closest hotel available trying to work a deal for them and uh, you know this is all about cutting costs for the guys that are coming too. so uh, the earlier you get registered and it doesn't cost you anything to register just register before July first and you get the cost cut on the on the tuition and then register at the hotel if you don't show up
1: all you have to do is cancel it's not costing any money awesome awesome do you want to plug into your social media site yeah that Facebook
0: hit canine those guys want to go and see us there. Instagram same thing hits canine or hits canine conference we have two instagram accounts but uh, come see us come check us out register for hit
1: yes yeah hits don't forget it's a dot net all right ted you got anything else where are you going to be at what are you doing
2: uh i'm getting ready for handler schools and i'm finishing uh some stuff for our <laughs> state certification board thing guys and uh which should be interesting uh but yeah you can find me at, at torchlight nine, letter k number nine on instagram and on facebook and then you can find me on instagram at ted underscore summers and then also working dog dry goods which everybody knows is the uh manufacturing side of of this and then of course the podcast instagram is working underscore dog underscore radio which is where we do um this is a good time to point this out now we're going to have the 12 days of christmas coming up where we have reached out to a lot of our vendors and a lot of our sponsors and they're going to be giving away a bunch of stuff for uh, Christmas or the Christmas time-ish. Uh, we haven't narrowed it down yet, but everybody should pay attention. But we're going to do what we have. I think Alicia lined up like 22 or 25 people that are giving away Stuff that doesn't suck, like e-collars and actual collars and nice leads and, you know, I mean, cool shit. So And I'm sure we'll throw in some t-shirts and some other stuff as well. But, and I don't know how that's going to end up working. But the point is, just pay attention. So, through the holidays, just pay attention (laughs) to either Instagram or Facebook. Because we're going to give away a bunch of free shit from some of our cool vendors. So, uh, where are you, Eric? Uh,
1: VanSK9 on Instagram. VanSK9Academy on uh, Facebook. And, of course both of us on patreon.com get on patreon.com that's our subscription service and look up working dog radio the new t-shirts like ted said at the beginning of the episode the new t-shirts are only for the patreon members at first at a crazy discounted price 10 bucks and 15 bucks for these t-shirts and we got a whole series of them that we're making so um for general population get them for a uh, you know a higher price Get on that Patreon, we got a ton of training videos on there, a lot of scenario based stuff, uh, one on one stuff with Ted and I. It's pretty good, man. It's it's turned out to be a pretty good time, anyways. Uh, thank you very much. Don't forget, yeah, www.hitscanine.net. Sign up, let's we'll see you in Chicago in August.
2: Yes, thanks, Jeff. It was great.
1: Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we'll see you. We'll we love USA Canine dog toys. They are inspired by our military objects and built to withstand the demanding use of professional canine handlers. USA Canine dog toys are made in the U.S. from adorable Super Chewer rubber compound. Ted and I love them and use them all the time. Go check them out at wwwusa 9com Use the promo code K9PRO. They are inspired by military objects and built to withstand the demanding use of professional canine handlers. USA canine dog toys are made in the U.S. from adorable Super Chewer rubber compound. Ted and I love them and use them all the time. Operations group. They're some of the best in the industry at stuff that makes loud noises and blows stuff up.
2: Specifically for guys on this podcast, if you're handling an explosive dog or you're a trainer of an explosive dog, they have one of the most well-rounded, ready-to-go kits in the correct amounts and odors for any national standard or state standard certification. Head over to tripwireops.org to check it out. They're headquartered in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and a group of first responders dedicated to serving first responders. They believe that the most highly trained and prepared first responders create a safer America They prepare you guys and other first responders and military to protect our country by providing products, services, training, and relationships, which together no one else provides. In fact, they've done several HME large hide courses recently, which is a really valuable thing for explosives handlers because you're not really able to get that much odor in one place at one time safely, and these guys do a fantastic job. Be sure to head over to tripwireops.org and check out the full list of classes they've got going on and have contact info there on the website. Again, tripwireops.org. You got your reasons, I got my wants. Still got
1: that feeling but I'm too-